This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game, and we are coming to you live from Arlington, Texas. We are here for the Insurance Soup Live Conference, and I got to tell you, this place is absolutely electric. What a beautiful venue. What an eclectic group of attendees, and the speakers have been absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait for you guys to hear from all of the attendees that we have invited to share with us on their experiences on this episode of the Power Producers Podcast coming to you live from Texas Live in Arlington, Texas. I am here with Kalia Kramer and Kai Smith, both from the great state of Alabama, and we are at Insurance Soup Live in Arlington, Texas, and we are going to talk about their experiences at the conference so far and a little bit about what made them decide to come. Kalia, what's up? You are from Coleman. That is not Dallas. Definitely not Dallas. <laughs> what, what made you come all the way to Arlington to attend Soup Live? Well, you know, I just, there's so many people here that I wanted to learn from. So it's been awesome. You know, I got off the plane and I was expecting cowboys and spurs and everything. <laughs> I was like, this is like Birmingham. Like, it's it's not much different. But everybody here has been incredible. So much knowledge. There's been tons of things I've learned. So It's funny. My son said the same thing. He keeps looking around trying to find something that makes Dallas look unique. And it doesn't really look much different than any other place we've been. So I don't know what to make of that. I mean, when you go to a conference like this, it's not like you get to explore the entire city either. Right. So, I mean, the geographic footprint that we've seen looks like any other city, but I'm sure that, that it's not that way. Kai, what about you? So I just saw you two weeks ago in Phoenix. Like, I are am. you like a conference junkie this point or what? I am. I am actually, that's good. You picked that up. I am uh, trying to soak in everything coming out of COVID. I think it's important. Um, and so I am a little bit of a junkie, but I actually decided to come a little bit last minute. Um, Troy Korsgaden, who opened up, I, he is my insurance crush. When I started <laughs> 18 years ago, uh, similar to Jack Jameson, he was the first person. He was just starting. Now, you were farmers when you I first started farmers, out. Okay. Yeah. And so um, he was the first person I went through his program and went to his office and his restaurant and you know, visited his district. So I was like, I got to go see my crush. There you go. I bought a ticket literally like a week before, about a week, yeah, about two weeks ago. 
best thing I could have done. Good. Love it. Mm-hmm. It's been an awesome comp. I know. I'm supposed to speak after lunch, and I'm thinking, thank God I didn't have to follow Jack this morning. <gasps> we were sobbing. The were tears. you crying? Oh, was I? Girl, yes. I was not crying. So, like true story. My good friend, Aubie Knight, who is the um, guy that runs the Big Eye in North Carolina, had me come up last fall to speak to their Young ag- Agents Conference. And I got to follow the Make-A-Wish check presentation. So <laughs> that's probably the only thing <laughs> yes. worse to have to follow than following Jack this morning because the whole play was not a dry eye in the place. They had given yeah. away like a ridiculous amount of money to buy this company a tra- or this family a travel trailer that they could take their kid, you know, for make a wish and just travel wherever they wanted to go. And I'm just like, I got up, I literally said, how do I even follow this? Like, you, I mean, really? Well, Aubie, what, what, what do you think of me that this is what I have to go after? So what's your favorite part so far? Oh gosh, I, you know this. The speakers, obviously, you're gonna you know you say that because you're learning so much. But getting to network with everybody and seeing people that, like like I said, that we COVID shut down so so many things. So we developed these friendships through Soup, and I'm actually a CIA agent. So developing those friendships and just meeting people for the first time has been incredible. Like people that have taught you so much over the past several years. Talk about that for a second. What's it like to be a CIA agent for those people? Because my audience is probably honestly virgin territory for people in soup or, you know, understanding what that whole ecosystem looks like. Talk about that for just a couple minutes. So just to give you like a a background, I worked for Allstate for several years and then worked for a direct independent agent. And then when I opened my agency, I decided to go with an aggregator. CIA um, is they're so like it's literally like I can send an email if I have a problem if I need help or anything and they're right on it like and not only that this the support um I had an issue with um with with a customer if you had nothing insurance related just and and Mike McCormick was just incredible he reached out to me he was like this is what we're gonna do this is how I want you to handle it and it meant it like he they mean it and they'll they'll call you and email you and text you and just hype you up and the process was incredible to get started they got the appointments that I wanted and even now like I'll get an email and say hey we got this company we think you'll it'll be a great fit for your niche let's go ahead and get you appointed so I mean I can I, I, five five stars every time good nice good what's the what have you taken from the conference so far wow it's been a different experience probably closer to your listeners I probably play in your pe- plate yeah I was going to ask you like yeah. how many people do you feel like you when you walked in how many people did you already know because for me it wasn't more than a dozen about Less than that, really, too. Um, so, you know, my, ter- my I guess, playground environment has been more of, we, we kind of play in the same, right? And uh, I don't know, can I say other groups? Yeah, you can say whatever you okay. want. So, so um, I've been in IAOA for a long time and um, been independent on this side of the tracks for about eight years. Uh, I'm direct, so I'm not under an aggregator. I just left captive and went straight independent years ago. And um, so when I walked in the room, it was a little bit different because I was like, wow, this is a completely different crowd than what I'm used to. Um, I have to say, I love it. I see the piercings, the color, hair, the tattoos. <laughs> I'm like, my people, my people. So um, it's funny because before you guys came in, I actually recorded the intro for how we're going to launch the episode. And I, I did say this is quite an eclectic crowd of people because it's not. And, and I do, too. You know, it's not. It's not uh, male, pale, and stale by any stretch, right? And that's the biggest thing. And, you know, for me, what, and I'm going to say something when I get up and speak, probably uh, when I close, but for me, the most refreshing thing that I've seen is the amount of female participants that are here. It is completely unlike 
any other conference that you would go to. I do feel like when we had innovation in Tampa back in the fall that we saw a greater percentage of female people there, but nothing compared to what I see here. It's it's if it's not 50-50, it's pretty darn it's close pretty one close. or one or one way or the other. Yeah. And so that that was just like eye-opening like there's ladies here. I love it in our industry. Um and and sp- and not even just in attendance. Uh, I think one of the things that I've noticed here as well is we are also very much participating in the speaker, in the speaking engagements as well. So that's been awesome. But I think what has struck me about this conference, unlike any other, is the blend of captive and independent agents. Yeah, absolutely rocks. Because I think what was done right here and conveyed is that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The road is still bumpy. We might Mm. be separated by some train tracks. You're on that side captive. I'm on this side independent, but we still have the same issues in our industry. Um, And I just love the camaraderie. And I think that as a captive agent, you can really contribute to the independent side and vice versa, because captive agents do have the benefit of a corporate company pouring and investing in them, in their education and their knowledge. Whereas as an independent, you kind of have to go find that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's interesting because I hear the argument all the time and I actually understand the argument on both sides, right? I mean, captive is not necessarily terrible. It it might not be for you, but it's not necessarily a terrible thing. I would never be able to be captive because I don't like rules. I don't want to have to, you know, report to anybody. So granted, we're in a very heavily regulated industry before people start throwing stones at me, but I I want to be able to pick. I want to be able to choose. I don't want to have my agency management system dictated to me. I don't want to be told what, you know, what what CRM I'm able to use, how I'm allowed to market, what, you know, I need to be able to have the freedom to do that, which is why I have my own agency. I worked in another agency for a number of years where I didn't have that freedom and I hated every day of going to work. So, you know, but then, then there's the whole going from producer to agency principal move, which is a whole different animal too, because sales has never been the problem. Like I've never had a problem growing top line revenue, getting back into operations. And and you don't know this, but she does. I actually ran stores for Winn-Dixie and Super Target. I opened the Super Target in Trustville when it opened on Highway 11 in Trustville, Alabama um, years ago. And so when I jumped into the insurance industry, it was with no experience whatsoever and immediately went into middle market commercial production because that's where I could get the most bang for my buck. I learned it, never left, and that's all I still do today. But it's a different skill set when you actually have to run the agency too. So I think it's been good. Um, You know, I, I like hearing the different perspectives. You know, I don't judge anybody. I have no bias on it. If I agree with them, that's great. If I don't, that's fine too. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but I do feel like, when you get those different perspectives, it makes your own game much sharper. You know, there are things that independents can steal from the captive world that work very, very well over there that could be applied. And probably on a lesser extent, things in the independent world could be applied to the captive world, but still there's some techniques and things that can be um, shared across the board. And so that's, you know, when I get up and talk today, it's going to apply to everybody. I don't care if you're captive, independent, white, black, male, female, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's what we're going to talk about in terms of psychology of sales is good across the board. So I want to go ahead and wrap up because we've been going for about 10 minutes and I know that we're getting ready to start another session and you're not going to learn nearly as much from me as you will from all of them. Anything you guys want to add before we, we close it out? I think just one thing I wanted to add really quick is what you just mentioned, like captive independent 
do what's best for you. Yep. Like you don't have to be in comparison to anybody else. Compare compare yourself to yourself. And if you love being captive, do it. If you love being independent, do it. Like that's what we were just talking about a second ago. The marketing aspect, that was the whole thing with me is that the way I love to market and the how I market. Like that is exactly what I wanted to do. And I could not do that under the captive. So. No, after seeing some of those memes, I think that you would have had captive <laughs> toes curling, right? Even though, and by the way, people, it's not like they were horrific. It's just... They're hilarious. When you're dealing with starched white shirts sitting in a boardroom yeah. making marketing decisions... The meme game is probably not what they're looking for. No, especially terrible Photoshop. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. It, but it, that it makes it even better. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, you know yeah. what? In truthfully, from a marketing perspective, when you do stuff like that, you actually get more reach. Even with like YouTube videos and stuff, if you have the most pristine produced video, you're not going to get anywhere near the reach that you are if you just take your selfie style camera and just shoot something on the fly and get it out. People are more apt to click on that, wondering who this idiot is. Yes, yes. You know, yes. and it's amazing. So I'm sure you're getting great results from the, what you're doing. The research, honestly, the research, that's why I started to do it, is I learned about clicks and, you know, shares and everything. And those were getting the most shares and likes. And it, it, it's to the point where clients now, they send me a picture and they're like put your face on this and then I get 100 <laughs> likes you know 50 shares and I'm like I'll do it send me ET I'll put my face on ET yeah why not <laughs> that's awesome what about uh, you I'm gonna I, I think I want to add that um you know to the independence we have got to do this stuff this is so important to invest in yourself um and I say to to pure independence because captive captive agents do have that benefit that the corporate company puts these together and is yes. constant pouring in them. But when you come over the other way, you know, one thing that I will say that I took away years ago when I went independent was to never stop learning. Yes. Um, but I meet independent agents all the time and they don't put the money into themselves. They don't go to conferences. They don't, you know, I've been in, I've been an agent 18 years. I learn so much every conference I go to, hence the reason I'm a conference junkie. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and think about this too, the same people that don't have the time to invest in themselves are going to be stuck in the death spiral because until they yes. get to the point where they invest in themselves, they're going to be chained to a desk every day. I mean, that's, that's the biggest issue that I see, you know, again, it's a, it's a strength of independence and also the downfall that you kind of are in control of your own destiny and have to figure all of this out. And for the people out there that aren't taking the time to invest in themselves and sharpen the saw, you're really missing out and you're not maximizing your potential or the potential of your business. And I honestly think at some point, people start to get jaded about that, right? And they then they begin to not like their agency, not like their job. And I'm pretty certain that not in, that there's no one out here that took their job because they wanted to hate it, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. So why aren't we doing the right things to make sure we love what we do every day? And I had the greatest compliment that I could ever get, and it was early in my career back when I was in grocery, and my district manager came in and he said, David, your store runs way better on the days you're off than the days you're here. I'm like, good. That's how I built it. I want it to run better when I'm not here. That way I can enjoy the time that I'm off. And so my challenge to the agency principals out there is to invest in yourself and make sure that you get yourself into a position where your agency runs better when you're not there. And then you can afford to take off and do things like this and you will be exponentially more successful. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on today. We're going to wrap up and we will catch you out there when listening to the panel. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I am here with Mr. Eddie Chen from IPFS one of my favorite companies that we do business with and we hooked up at insurance soup live in arlington at texas live 
What's going on, man? What do you think about the first day of the conference? Man, absolutely fantastic. Fantastic venue. Unbelievable speakers. Just happy and excited to be here. Good deal. So what's your story? We started talking a little bit. You said you're relatively new to the, the premium finance game with IPFS. They're certainly not new, but I'm interested because I always feel like our industry gets better when we bring people in from the outside. So talk a little bit about your background. Absolutely. No, um, I actually came from the real estate space, commercial real estate. We were doing uh, shopping centers and hotels um, and also a little bit on the financing side as well. So the transition financing to financing was very smooth. But other than that, the insurance world, insurance industry, commercial policies were vastly different. So a lot of new and exciting things to learn. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your favorite part about working for IPFS? Oh, just getting to meet and speak with a large variety of people and getting <laughs> That's to- That's one way to describe yeah. <laughs> the insurance industry. L learning, just everyone just seems so much nicer. There's just- fun, exciting, nice people all the time and willing to help, um, especially somebody new to the insurance world. Yeah, so I gotta tell you, man, we moved to IPFS at my agency literally a week after I heard Davey Holt present at Jason Cass's brain share in San Antonio last September, so that's September of 21. And it has changed the game for us. You know, my agency, uh, even though we're in Florida, most people probably think we write mm -hmm. a lot of excess and surplus lines and we don't because I hated agency bill at the time. I didn't want to have to deal with all the trust accounting and just being the middleman for a bunch of money um, just always freaked me out. I got burnt really early in my career. And mm -hmm. so he talked about the total pay solution and he went for 30 minutes and people, I get it. If you're listening to this, no, I did not listen to this guy talk about premium financing for 30 minutes. <laughs> I heard the first five and I knew I didn't need to pay any more attention. And, you know, we brought total pay in and what that's done is it has allowed us to basically get rid of the agency bill in our agency at this point. I mean, that is a tool that every single person listening to this podcast probably should pay attention to. We have pretty big premiums in Florida, my mm -hmm. agency specifically middle market. And so if I close an account that's excess and surplus lines, for example, well, we actually just did one with you guys not that long ago that was almost a million dollars in premium. Wow. And what I love about it is that client got an email. Mm -hmm. They got a link. They had the ability to say, I want to pay this thing in full or I want to go ahead and, and make installments. They chose to make installments. IPFS uses their payment processor to collect that down payment. Mm -hmm. Then they supplement that with the money that they finance and fund, ship all of that off to the carrier, or the wholesaler in this case, my hands are completely free of touching any of that money. And three, four days later, it was actually, the deal was originated on a Monday. By Friday of that week, I had my commissions on a million dollars of premium ACH'd into my account. I don't know who doesn't want to do that, right? <laughs> that, that's what we're here for, right? Making excess and surplus, making agency bill easy. That's all, that's, yeah. all we, that's all we're here for. Yeah, and like, why did it take, <laughs> my question is, why did it take so long for anybody to figure that out? Because to me, this is like heaven. This is common right. sense. This is what the way it always should be, um, you know, at least for us to have an option. And it's, it's, it's certainly changed the trajectory of what we're doing mm -hmm. at this point. 
and we're opening the floodgates and it couldn't have come at a better time because we're in a place right now in Florida where the market's in turmoil, specifically on property. So the excess and surplus lines business is going to continue to, to become bigger and bigger because people are going to not get standard quotes anymore and all of that. So I just, I can't believe that uh, it took us that long to get there. And there's other, you know, there's other products out there that are in the marketplace right now, but mm -hmm. what I specifically like about IPFS is you guys own your product. You own the processor, you own the premium finance piece of it. We're not taking a tech platform and supplementing that mm -hmm. with other people's stuff. What happens if something happens to the other business? Now you don't have a platform anymore. So, you know, that's that's the one thing I can tell you with absolute confidence. The guy's been around since the 70s, mm -hmm. family owned. I mean, if yeah. you're an independent agency owner and you're not doing business with other family owned businesses, shame on you for that. You know, you're the first one to complain when people ask you to sponsor an event or a little league team or whatever else because they're not buying their homeowners. But here we are all family owned businesses for the majority of us. And we're not even supporting our own, you know, when it comes to who our vendor partners are or whatever else. And so... You know, there's a lot of VC money that's coming into the mm -hmm. insure tech world that are funding organizations and otherwise. And I'm just going to tell you, that's not going to be something that ever gets my attention. I appreciate the values of, of your company. I appreciate the fact that they are privately held and always have been. And we're going to do a lot of business together for a long time to come, man. So I, I want to thank you for taking just a few minutes to record a soundbite here today. And everybody, Eddie Chen with IPFS, you know, if you are listening to this and you need help, well, tell them how to get a hold of you, man. I mean, I'm sure you're not the quarterback for the entire country. I know that guy, but <laughs> you can at least get him in the right direction. He isn't here today, so it's your chance to shine. Absolutely. Now, thank you so much for the kind words. Just, just Eddie.Chen at IPFS.com. Um, we're happy to help you guys out. Again, family-owned and operated business is what we are really, really proud of. And anything we can do to help out in the excess and surplus lines and anything premium financing, we'd love to take care of your business. Awesome, man. I appreciate you stopping by and look forward to many more years of working with you guys. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes and our website, killingcommercial.com.